What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Like every time you get a check, give to God, give to yourself, give to your future self, then pay your bills. I was like, future self? Wait, yourself and the future self? He said, yeah, give something to you now, enjoy it, but give something to your future self that you can't enjoy today, but your future self can enjoy. I was like, that is so good. What's happening? No captain. We AO about to get a play. Oh, pull up to the table. Let's go. After Bank Rate did a huge study last year, they found out that the biggest financial regret that American people had was not having enough money saved and invested for emergencies and for wealth building opportunities. When you dive deeper into the study performed by Bank Rate, they realized that millions of retired uh, retirement age adults say that they wish they had saved more money and invested more money in their 20s and in their 30s. <laughs> My message that I teach is personal finance. And I want to make sure that I am uh, encouraging you and, and equipping you and giving you the proper information to make sure that by the time you get to your 60s and your 70s, you have positioned yourself to where you can be financially free and you don't have to worry about anything uh, when it comes to money. But if we are not, if we are not making the proper decisions uh, in our 20s, in our 30s, and even in our 40s with our finances, with our gifts and with our uh, the, the tools that we have inside of us that's producing income, by the time we get older, we are in trouble. We are struggling. We are frustrated. It makes no sense to be 80-something years old and you have to drive for Uber. You have to deliver groceries for Instacart. You have to deliver food through DoorDash. What? It makes no freaking sense. My grandmother, my, my, my parents will not be doing it. My wife and I will not be doing it. And I am daggone for sure. I was about to curse that I'm going to make sure that my kids are not doing that. While I was reading this study, it, it, it took me back to several years ago 
to when I was coming back to my hotel room from doing a, a news interview. And this one particular lady uh, was my room service lady, and she was in my room cleaning up the hotel room. Watch this. She was in her 80s. And when she was walking around the bed, holding her back, I heard her say, God, please help me get through this day. And she said it in such a way that you could tell she was in pain and that, that she was tired and she was ready to go home. And when I got in the room, I respectfully said, ma'am, listen, I'm a young man. I'm good. You don't have to worry about cleaning up my room. I'm here for another two days doing media, but you are good. I reached in my pocket, gave her a $20 tip. I said, thank you so much. I just need one thing from you. Just give me some lotion because I'm black and it's 20 degrees outside and I'm ashy. Other than that, don't worry about me for the next two days. She went and got the lotion and I met her halfway at the door and I got the lotion and before she turned around to go outside the door, she looked at me and she said, young man, use your youthfulness wisely because the reason why I'm cleaning up your room today in my 80s is because I didn't use my youthfulness wisely. She turned back around and she was walking away. I turned back around and I walked towards the bed and when she closed the door, literally it's like a TV show. When the door closed, I was sitting on the bed at the same time. And I got a little emotional because I was like, man, I, that can't be my mother at 80 something years old. That, that's not gonna be my father at 80 years old. That's not gonna be my wife or me at 80 years old. And dag on it, that's not going to be my kids at 80 years old. And Anthony, I can guarantee that by making the right decisions today with my money. And family, you can make the right decision today with your money. Because here's the truth. Your financial future is depending on your financial decisions today. The caliber of your financial future is depending on the financial decisions that you make today. And I want to give you some knowledge today that will help you understand what you should be doing in the season that you're in today. If you're in your 20s, we're going to break that down because I'm talking about today, how much money should you have saved and what should you be investing and what are the base things you should be doing with your money at every age bracket. So you need a pen, get a paper, and you're going to write down some notes. If you're listening to this on podcast, hey, turn it up, save it. Um, and then also, I'm pulling out the iPad today. I'm writing these things down because I want you to see it. I want you to apply it. I want you to get this information, okay? But before we get into today's notes, before we get into today's uh, conversation, uh, a couple of quick little things. Do not forget that my uh, course is open today, okay? It closes tomorrow. This is uh, an amazing course that I'm passionate about because I want to help you get six figures into your pocket this year. This is the Entrepreneur's Blueprint, the roadmap uh, to building and monetizing your personal brand. It is a proven system that my team and I have put into, put into place that it makes us six figures a month. And we're going to show you how to make an extra thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars a month to six figures extra a year. So if you want to get a part of that, I want you to go over to Anthony O'Neill. Dot com. Sign up for the course today. Uh, we'll put all the information in today's show notes because I promise you, you're going to be, you're going to love it. You want to be wealthy in the future? <laughs> you're going to love this course. Come join us. It's, it is, it is extremely cheap. It's only 497 bucks, $497. And I'm going to show you within 30 days how to get your money back and an extra thousand dollars within 30 days. 
Where else can you go? Give 497 and guaranteed if you apply what I teach you within 30 days, you got $1,500 in your pocket. Come join me. Go to anthonyneal.com, uh, subscribe there, or you can go and click on today's show notes. Uh, number two, make sure that you are subscribed. I mean, you're part of this family. Hit that thumbs up. Join this family because we're going somewhere this year. And then last but not least, I want to thank uh, one of our sponsors today, uh, Bethel Tech. Bethel Tech is the rising organization when it comes to equipping um, and getting all people, especially minority people, into the tech community. There are two particular careers when it comes to that are making millionaires. Number one is a content creation space, which I'm offering through my course. And then number two is the tech space. The average individual, the median age people, the median income uh, for um, um, this tech community in, is anywhere between seventy dollars to $100,000 a year. You have 20-somethings and 30-somethings and even 60-somethings leaving their particular career fields right now, starting off, and they're making uh, anywhere from eighty dollars to $90,000. This is a, uh, I think it's like a nine-month program. It's going to range anywhere between $14,000 and like $17,000 to get inside the program. And within nine months, if you go to tech route through Bethel Tech, you can be making six figures a year if you enjoy the tech space. So I want to thank today's sponsors. You can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel to learn more information about them. So let's get into it. Um, CJ, send me over to my um, iPad here real quick if you can, please. All right. So let's talk about this, you guys. Let's say you are in your 20s, right? Let's say you're in your 20s. Actually, I don't like how big that is. I'm going to make that a little bit smaller. And those of you all who are listening on the um podcast. Um, I am um, drawing on my iPad. So if you want to see these numbers in place, then all you got to do is just come over to YouTube and you'll join us. But let's say uh, you're in your 20s. What should you be doing right now in your 20s that will set you up to win when it comes to your 60, 70 year old yourself? Okay. In your 20s, you're probably just now graduating from college or you just now got your first job and you probably still have some student loans. So that's cool. So in the 20s, here's what I want you to do. I want you to have at least $1,000 sitting in your emergency fund, okay? I call it EF. I want you to I want that sitting in your emergency fund, okay? That's the very first thing. I want you to put $1,000 minimum. Here's why it's so important for 20-year-olds. Um, it's because nearly 42% of people in America today can't even afford a $1,000 emergency. They can't. So the moment you put $1,000 in your bank account, you're ahead of nearly half of the people in the world. And that's strong. That is strong. Okay. So that's, so that's number one. Okay. Then number two, I want you to pay off debt. I want you to focus on paying off all your debt, all of it. All of it. I'm going to put a link into in, in this video uh, because just a couple of weeks ago we talked about debt payoff 101. So anyone watching right now, if you're sitting here saying, "Hey, okay, cool, great, how do I pay off my debt?" I did a whole hour-long video on how I was able to pay off the debt. We're going to link that in today's show notes so that way you can go back and watch that and watch that whole process. Sign up for Ramsey Plus and get out of debt. Uh, here's uh, number three. Stop. Dating. <laughs> you know, when I say stop dating, this is what I mean. You got to have priorities in place. I'm not saying completely stop dating. Here's what I am saying. Stop spending excessive amount of money on dates. 
You need to have a line item when it comes to dating. Because we see when you're in your 20s, man, it's all about let me have fun, let me have fun, let me have fun. Let me go out here and just, just spin, spin, spin. And the reason why I say stop dating in your 20s, because when I was in my 20s, I was all I was focused on how do I impress her. And I spent so much money on dating rather than spending my money and putting my money where it can grow, putting my money where it matters. Not where I can impress people, but where was I putting my money where it mattered, okay? So once you have $1,000 in your emergency fund, once you start paying off your debt, I want you to really be strategic with how you are dating. Then from there, listen, in your 20s, um, I would definitely say have three to six months of emergency fund, but in your 20s, you may be still living at home. Uh, you may have some roommates. I want you to put at least the minimum of $5,000 to 10K inside of your savings account. Bare minimum, okay? Bare minimum. And this, this $5,000, you don't touch it. You, you don't touch that. I don't care how fine she is, brothers. I don't care if your hair gets wet, ladies, you better blow dry that joker. I want you to sit on this money. You don't touch this money until it's an emergency. I don't care if the latest Jordans just came out. Wear the same ones you just bought last year. And if you want brand new ones, go buy you some cleaner and go clean the daggone shoes. I don't care if the new purse came out. I don't care if you want a Chanel purse, a Gucci purse, Louis Vuitton purse, a Kate Spades, a Dooney purse. I don't care. Right now, it's about setting yourself up to be in a position where you can be financially free here way before you turn 60 and 70. Because here's why this stuff matters so much to me. They say the average person, the average black person would die right around 77 years old. 77. Retirement age is 65. So you're trying to tell me that I can legally retire at 65. I can pull from my 401k at 65. I can do all that to only really enjoy 11, 12 years of my life. What? Are you serious? So, 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 so this stuff is the bare minimum. This is the basic. This is why I'm doing my course. This is why you need to sign up for my course. Because I don't want you to wait until you retire to where you can enjoy it and do the things that you want to do. I don't want you doing that right now. Right now. But if we don't put ourselves in the right position, if we don't set ourselves up right, we will not be able to do that. So if you're in your 20s, the very first thing you got to do is you got to reprogram your brain. I get it. I'm young and I should be able to enjoy my youthfulness. I, yeah, I want you to have fun. But I don't want you to have fun at the cost of your future. Ooh, two Fs. Don't allow fun impact your future in a negative way. Don't do it. Do not do it. In your 30s, what are we, what are, what are we talking about in our 30s? Okay, so let's say you're in your 30s. All right, cool. Um, you're going to be a little bit more established. Let's be real if you're in your 30s. I am in my 30s, okay? You'll have work experience. You have a couple of few pay raises. Um, and I really want you to beat that free. You know, in your 30s, you should be you should be really nailing down on from within my tribe. 
We should be financially in a good place to where, hey, we got the job, we've got a couple of pay raises. We should be situated inside of our careers. And if we're not situated inside of our careers, we're really making some solid changes right now to get situated inside of our careers, okay? At this point, um, you want to maintain that six months of expenses inside of emergency funds. So number one, you should already have six months, okay, in savings, okay? So for the average person, um, the, the average cost of living for someone to actually live comfortably, uh, let me get my math out here, uh, is going to be about $3,200, okay? So $3,200 times six, that's going to be about $19,200, okay? Depending on where you are. You may be on the East Coast, like in the South Carolina, North Carolina, you really only need about ten dollars to $12,000. But if you're in California, you're going to need that, that $19,000 to $20,000. So your goal should be to have the minimum of $15,000 to $20,000 in your savings, Okay? This is very, 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 very important. You you need to have $15,000 to $20,000 minimum sitting in your savings account for emergencies. Now, here's something that I really want to stress to, to you at this point of, of your life, right? And then honestly, uh, CJ, send me back over to the board here. I want to add this over here, number five, to the young people. I want you investing at least, at least $100, shoot, what was that, 5000 Yeah. Um, and I want you investing at least um, $100 into a, a Roth um, 401k or HSA, okay? If we can invest $100 into some, some compound interest account in our 20s, and then we're going to we're going to up that when we get to our 30s and well, really not until we get to our 30s. We're going to up that uh, when we get to a solid job. We got a career path. We're going to be putting in 15 percent once we eliminate debt. But I really want to come back over to the 20s because I just, literally just I just reminded myself about this. All right. So in your 30s, now we should be literally, literally uh, having a fully funded emergency fund uh, with about 15 to 20 thousand dollars into this one. All right. Then also. Um, you should already be eliminating your debt, okay? So we should already be uh, using the debt snowball to eliminate our debt, okay? We should be. We should be, all right? Um, that should already be there, all right? Uh, then also as well, we should be investing fifteen percent of our income into an IRA or a 401k. Okay, we should we should be investing, fully invested. Now, Anthony, I know I'm nice man, man, 15%, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but it's also impactful. It is also very much so impactful. All right. So start saving towards buying a house if you already have not done that. Okay. In our 30s, we should be becoming homeowners. Okay. This is important. This is important. Now, 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 let me, here's why I say this is important. If we are in a good place financially to where we have honestly set ourselves up to win, this is very, very important for us. Here's why. Watch this. Here's why. Because 
if we set ourselves up to win in our 20s, we can get inside of home ownership within our 30s. Ooh. Now we're talking about we got 15% working for us when it comes to the basic investing. Now we have real estate working for us, which that is we got compound interest on one hand side. Then we have another just equity working for us on the home equity side. Now we're making payments towards our mortgage. We're aiming to pay off our mortgage, but now our real estate goes towards our investment portfolio. Yo, you guys, so we're talking about what should you be saving? How should you be saving during each season of your life, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and your 60s? And I wanted to take a break from today's show to, to introduce to some of you all um, and just re-bring uh, back one of our favorites to join the channel. Um, this uh, guy's name is Frank, and he is one of the founders of Prize Pool, uh, the bank where we all partner our—not partner, where we all park our emergency fund, our savings account— um, and this has been one of the best partners throughout my personal journey. Frank was the first guy uh, who believed in me, who stepped out and said, hey, Anthony, we love what you're doing. When I branched out on my own and uh, we want to partner with your show and your organization, and they have helped us grow tremendously. And so you all are wondering who's behind Prize Pool. Well, this is the guy behind Prize Pool who is a... Uh, I mean, he's a serial entrepreneur. He's built several businesses. Um, he has built several things that has made him millions of dollars. And so why not bring a guy in with his expertise and who we trust uh, to uh, protect our money uh, when it's parking there? So um, I want to bring on Frank, uh, the founder of Prize Pools, to give us some words of encouragement and some inspiration on what should we be doing from his expertise uh, when it comes to our uh, finances. What's going on, Frank? Good to see you, man. Hey, Anthony, thanks for having me. And as, as you mentioned, we love working with you. We love your content very much. So glad to be a partner. Amen. Um, yeah, I mean, I love your topic, as you know. You know, we love savings. And I think the, the general take around what we believe in is really living below your means. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's been a common theme, especially nowadays with inflation and likely a recession, you know, establishing strong personal habits, mm -hmm. you know, saving your core, living below your means, and just growing your, invest nest, your investment or your emergency nest egg is the fundamental thing we, we truly believe in. Yeah. Um, and we, 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 are, we are very strong supporters of that. You know, um, I, think, I don't think you know this. Like One of my stories I tell our team or how I got started with investing is actually in college is you know living on chipotle rice and beans you know <laughs> as soon as possible and you know saving as much as as much as possible month over month right and my big break was you know apple stock back wow. in 2006 wow right and it's all because i saved enough of a nest egg to make a bet right yeah. but without the nest egg i don't think i would be able to make that those kind of bets before so that's my main thing is how can we actually live below our means and save as much as possible to make the best later on in life. So, Frank, I'm curious. When you were in college, you were saving and investing. Um, so you were in your 20s. Could you think back to those days? And they were just yesterday. You know, you're young. You're younger than me, Frank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you think back to those days? To were, were your peers doing the same thing as well? Were they saving and investing? Or were they more so enjoying life um, and just enjoying the college life but then you were doing both, enjoying college life, but really saving and investing. What what would you say the difference between your mindset at that time compared to maybe some of your peers at that time who weren't saving and investing, they were just enjoying life? 
Yeah, great question. And trust me, I was definitely enjoying, just like everyone else. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think there's some things you can cut back on, right? And I think not everyone was, you know, investing or trying to invest. And I had a good group of folks that were actually trying to encourage me to invest in, as well as building your network good other investors really helps. But I think the main thing I realized, and Warren Buffett says the best, that compounding is so powerful, mm. right? And the fact that, you know, in your early 20s, you have that beautiful chance to start that compounding cycle now, mm. right? And so the more you invest early or the more you start building your investment nest egg or emergency nest egg, then compounds over time is so powerful, yeah. right? And that's what really got me the hook. You know, it's like, hey, I, I really believe in it and the math works out. And so that was kind of the, the guiding principle back at that time. Man, I love it. I love it. Uh, before we uh, hit the record button, Frank, I was um, just telling you, me and you both are on the same page and we're aligned in the same areas. And as someone who's built a huge multi-million uh, dollar uh, business, I'm curious, what are your honest thoughts? I teach people in their 20s and 30s, and really all people, but especially those young people to avoid debt. And, you know, okay, have a, make sure your credit score is decent. You don't, you don't want to jack it up. You know, make sure you have a zero credit score um, or and just, you know, keep it there but it's like really cash is king in my opinion and i haven't built a huge um you've built several and sold several now you have a lot of di different things that you worked on that ha have have really been very successful financially what's your thoughts on having no debt compared to having debt what's your honest yeah. thoughts and opinion great question and like i have some debt you know not necessarily credit card debt because yeah. that's too high of a crazy apr or interest yeah. but there are other debt you can actually have and I think it's to each their own and how much debt makes you able to sleep at night peacefully, yeah. to be honest. And for me, it's very little debt. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I agree with the cash is king yeah. because any investment opportunity that comes up, think of real estate, think of angel investing, think of small business, you need the cash to deploy, mm. right? And sure, you can leverage it, you can try to borrow it, but then you actually have to then worry about that APR or that interest rate and depending on when you got it, imagine if you got, you know, five-year arm four years ago Oof. and look at today's environment, you are going to be not sleeping well, yeah. right? And so I think it really depends on the situation, but and how much you can afford that risk. I'm personally on the, on the fence of cash is king and building as much cash as possible such that you are able then to invest in future opportunities headache-free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I'm I'm learning more about angel investing right now, and that's something that I'm actually uh, doing a little bit more. I just did one angel investing into the real estate market, um, and I thought you was just in the tech space, but you say you're in real estate and tech space, and so I'm 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 shocked by that. Real quick before we go, uh, because I know a lot of 20 year olds and 30 year olds saying angel investing. What is that, Frank? For like the the in middle school terms, what exactly is angel investing? So people can really understand what that is. Yeah, in a nutshell, it's, you know, you as an individual investing your own hard cash into companies, right? Into small companies uh, that are just, usually just starting out. Um, you invest in this thing called a safe note, usually, which is a promissory note that you'll own future equity as a company grows up. Um, and it gives you the chance to really ride along with the company that you believe in, right? Uh, angel investing could also be used in, in a term for real estate as well, owning some ownership of real estate. But I think it ultimately it's just you owning a small piece of something that could be potentially huge, right? And that's the goal. Yeah. I will caution, angel investing is not for everyone, yeah. right? And I think you have to have a different mindset that maybe you'll lose everything in it. So because 
angel investing with a very long duration. Okay. It's not just your one or two years. You're looking at seven, eight, 10 year plus horizons wow. to see if you get any return whatsoever. And wow. so that's the only word of caution as well is that you should really only angel invest, angel invest if you're willing to lose it, but also at the same time, you really believe in that either company or property. Man, I wish I was one of the angel investors in prize pool as much as I push you off. <laughs> you know, I, I really do, man. I'll be, you know what? I'm an angel investor. Uh, we're good. Let's just, uh, I love this. I love it. I love it. Love it. But man, listen, Frank, I thank you so much for uh, partnering with us and for believing one in uh, myself and my team and just believing in helping everyone out save, especially during this high inflation time. Uh, totally. Saving is is gold right now. And so uh, for those of you all um, who want to know, learn more about PrizePool, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Um, what they are doing, Frank and his amazing team has partnered with us to where we're going to give you all an extra 10,000 tickets uh, to go towards their grand prizes. They're giving away ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month, sometimes even 20000 depending on how the economy is doing and how Frank is feeling. Um, but, you know, they, they, they love rewarding um, their people for saving uh, for the future for times like this, but specifically for my tribe, uh, for every $1 you save, you get an extra ticket. They're going to give you all an extra 10,000 tickets if you have at least $300 inside of your savings account because they really want to see us saving and investing and in building that three to six months of emergency funds. So they're going to reward you and give you more incentives to continue saving, um, not spend your money, but save your money. Let it sit there. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Their information will be in today's show notes um, and rock with us. You see, there's, it's not often that I have uh, Frank and, and uh, one other guy from Bethel Tech are the only people that I brought on to my show because I love them. I love their integrity. And I know they're going to be around for a while. So uh, thank you so much, Frank. Thank you, Prizepool, for partnering with us. And let's get back at, let's get back into how we can continue saving in our 40s and 50s. They say by the year 2054 that the average African-American black individual will have negative, will have zero to negative net worth. And I was like, man, what in the world? And so as I started studying and really diving deep into this situation, one of the key ways to set us up for home ownership, not home ownership, one of the key ways to make sure that we do not just have zero to negative net worth, simple, watch this, is we invest and we get into home ownership. But how do we do that? How how do we how do we get into the home ownership process? How do we in the, the minority community become homeowners? It's simple. Number one, you eliminate your debt. Number two, you should be saving money to go down towards a down payment. Number three, you need to be reaching out to my friends over at Churchill. You see, Churchill Mortgage is, is the people who really, really positioned me to really, really win. Why do you say that, Anthony? Because they work with you no matter what your credit is. Uh, they really work with you if you have no credit score. Y'all know me. I teach you all how to eliminate debt, how to make sure you have no debt. And Churchill has partnered with me uh, to make sure that I offer this to my community. Because if I'm going to teach you to eliminate your debt, I, I get it. You say, well, Anthony, I don't need a credit score to get into a home. No, it's called manual underwriting. And Churchill Mortgage are the people who are solid at doing that. They have financed all of my homes and they're financing my rental properties, okay? 
And what I love about them is they're going to assess the situation. They're going to look at your rent. They're going to ma- like a human being is going to manually look at your entire application, your entire portfolio, and they're going to ask you questions. You know, they're going to really study you and learn exactly what is it about you that, that they love, and and they're going to help you and walk you through the whole process. They're going to give you a certified approval within 24 to 48 hours of you. Um, applying. What is the difference between a certified approval and a pre-approval? It's a good question. You see, certified approval means that a human being, a, um, a, a underwriter, actually looked at your account, verified your bank statements, verified your income, um, asked you a couple of questions to make sure uh, that everything was correct within your application, and it said, hey, based upon the information that I've learned from you, I can guarantee you this loan, but we got to go find the house, make sure everything is good with the house before they can actually guarantee the loan to go through. And so when you go out into the market with a guaranteed certified approval, it sets you ahead of everyone else who has a pre-approval. A pre-approval comes from a computer. No human being looked at it. A certified approval means that, hey, a manual uh, underwriter looked at it and said, yo, you're in good hands. What I also love about them is they're, they're going to put their money behind you. They're going to give you an extra $5,000 to go towards, watch this, to go towards your earnest money. And what this is, it lets the sellers know, like, hey, listen, um, if we were to back out for any reason, here's an extra $5,000. We feel so confident. We back our process. We know that Anthony O'Neill or such and such is a solid buyer. We are good. We just need to get all the information on your house so we can move forward quickie, quicker uh, when it comes to closing this loan. And for whatever reason, if they were to back out, they're putting a guaranteed $5,000. So that puts you ahead of the game anyways um, as well. And check this out. They're going to lock you in for 90 days with your interest rate, which is very good because y'all know today, during today's day and time, interest rates are fluctuating. They're going up. You don't know when they're going to go up. But they're going to lock you in for 90 days. See, home ownership is very important. So what I want you to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. Tell them Anthony O'Neill sent you, and they're going to walk you through your process. All right. When it comes to the 32 as well, what should you be doing with your money in, in, in the 30s? Okay. Um, this is, you know, it, it's for me, is you should already be looking at, okay, how, how, how am I spending my money? That should be a question. How am I spending my money? So we have we have 20K, 15 to 20K invested. So we have $1,000 invested in our 20s. We have 15 to $20,000 invested into our 30s. With also, we have an extra uh, 15% that we're also investing in our 30s. Here's the thing that I really want us to start paying attention to in our 30s. What can make or break us when it comes to our money is who we're actually dating and who we are actually settling down with. You know, my pastor said something on the show that he'll be actually on the show here um, in, in a couple of days. He said, man, isn't it funny how we will marry people we won't do business with? Think about that. We will marry people who we would never consider to do business with. I want you to think about that when you're in your 30s. The person who you're marrying, the the person who you're spending the rest of your life with, would you do business with them? Could you trust them with your income? Could you trust them with the vision that you have on the inside of you? 
You've worked hard to eliminate your debt, and you've worked hard to put $15,000, $20,000 in your savings account. You probably, by this time in your 30s, have at least six figures inside of your investment portfolio. If you're in your 30s and you don't have six figures inside your investment portfolio, you got to go back and look at it. You got to go back and look at where are you at? Are you drowning in debt? If you're drowning in debt and you have a whole bunch of name brand stuff inside your closet and you do not have anything invested, you need to go back to the drawing board and actually assess your financial future and where your priorities are today. I just now started enjoying life. I just now started getting jewelry. I just now started, you know, wearing some name brand stuff because I want to make sure that my investment portfolio, my savings account, really my main thing was my savings account was at six figures. That was my main thing. I can't be sitting here teaching y'all to sit here and save and invest and I don't have six figures saved. I'm, I'm telling y'all put three to six months. No, for me, I want at least a good year saved for me. So that way I can know that I'm not just teaching you all, I'm actually doing more than what I'm asking you all to do. And I'm in my 30s. And I'm investing wisely. So that's for your 30s. This is for your 30s. Now let's go down to my 40s. Let me go back here to my notes, all right? 40s. Okay. 40s. Okay. There's a good chance you're married by now. Uh, 40s. You, you probably got one or two kids, maybe three. And if y'all really like to get it in, you probably got four or five, okay? Or maybe, you're, maybe you were married and now you're single again. If that's you, this is how much I suggest that you save. Uh, try to have at least three times, bare minimum, let's say if you just got a divorce, bare minimum three times your, what, what you are actually uh, making on average. Now watch this. I know this goes back. It, it is, I say to have at least three to six months of your expenses saved. In your 40s, I, I kind of want you to have about three times of what you make. So let's say for an example, let me write this down. Three times of what you make. All right. So let's say for an example, you make, let's just say for an example, you make at least $4,000 a month gross. Times that by three, you should have 12,000. Now watch this. Some of you all make $7,000 a month. Times that by three, what's that, 21,000? You should have $21,000 in your savings account. Let's just say y'all are blessed and you make $10,000 a month, times that by three, that's $30,000 of what I want you to have saved. That's bare minimum. Here's the ultimate goal. Six times of what you make on average. Why, why, why do you say that, Anthony? Because in your 40s, man, you're, you're thinking about now longevity. You're thinking about legacy. You're thinking about, you know, freedom. You should be traveling more in your 40s. You should be enjoying life in your 40s. You and your wife, you and your spouse should be getting out and just enjoying life. 
going to your kids' games and showing up to their school meetings and just popping up on them in the classrooms. Uh, in your 40s, you should be well situated in where you are financially to where there shouldn't be any major financial changes um, happening in your 40s. And if, there, and if it is, it's solely because where you want to be in life, you need to make some changes. But if by your 40s, if you've been following my plan, we're strategic, we've identified our why, we've identified our vision, we've been working a proven plan to get out of debt, to start building wealth. Um, we have we have the least six months of our expenses saved, but you know what? Now in our 40s, we're stepping up because we wanna have that freedom to where if we need to step away from our job and go experience something new, maybe go start a new career, maybe go start a new business in our 40s, we have six months of our average salary just sitting in the account. So now that gives us freedom to where our family's lifestyle doesn't have to change. You should have bare minimum three times of what you make, but the ultimate goal is six times what you make. I remember when I was growing up, one of my family members, man, they said, man, you should save about a year's worth of your salary. And that's why, that's why I did that because I started off saving three to six months of my, my expenses. I was investing pretty well. And I said, you know what? I would actually like to have, you know, I would like to have six months of my average income. And then when I stepped out on my own, I said, man, I just want to have that peace, you know, because I just, I just want to have at least, at least a year to where if something was to happen, I have at least a year of my savings account uh, to where I can really just live and enjoy life. And if I want to cut back like on golfing or traveling or doing something like that, I can cut back and just operate in an extreme emergency. But if I have a year's of my a year's worth of my, what I make on average, what I pay myself on average, and I pay myself six six figures, um, you know, then hey, boom, I can cut that down and maybe live now for, you know, I can live about a year and eight months, nine months off of that if I'm just paying just my mortgage payment and just my normal average bills and just watching what I'm doing as far as in with extracurricular stuff, yeah, I can squeeze out a year, nine months, not a year and ten months, uh, without with 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 that income. So. I would really suggest in your 40s that you get to this point so now this way you're not forced to stay within the situation you are. Um, also, by now in your 40s, you are maxing out all of your re retirements. Max out all investments. Uh, I can tell I don't really write that much. <laughs> all investments. Okay. Right now in your 40s, you guys, you should be having at least six figures. You, 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 should, be, you should be right around $200,000, $300,000 inside your investment portfolio, bare minimum, in your 40s. Going into your 50s, man, you should be hitting between that mid-six figures to high six figures um, if you've been investing since your 20s. Now, watch this. Some of y'all just joined my tribe. Some of y'all are still in debt. And if you're still in debt, that's cool. I want you to stop investing. I want you to stop saving for six months. I want you to get out of debt because the foundation of building a solid future is making sure that the foundation is solid first, that you're out of debt. Then we just walk our way to gradually going up. But I just want to just show you like, hey, this is actually where I am. This is actually what I should be doing. And so from there, this is this, this, this little gauge of where you are. Okay, so listen, if you own your home, let me uh, cut off, um, you know, let me cut off uh, my text message. You know what I'm saying? Got some text coming through. Oh, my, my, my. 
Um, but you know, here, here's two in your forties. Let's say you're eliminating your debt because I teach pay off all your consumer debt. You should be in a position to where you and your spouse, if you're if you're married or you if you're single, um, what's the game plan to pay off your mortgage? I interviewed a lady last week. Um, she's 35 years old and she has no mortgage. Doesn't want a mortgage. She says she'll never have a mortgage. She's 35. She loves the freedom of, of having no debt at all on her personal side, but she's very big on investing on the business side. Also, within your, your 40s, you're saving. If you have kids, you have a 529 ESA and a custodial Roth IRA. Okay? This is solely for your kids. I keep saying NK. It's okay. <laughs> okay? So you have a 529, an ESA, and a, Roth, a custodial Roth IRA for your kids. You're investing into that, and you're setting your kids up to win. All right, let's get down to our 50s uh, because we're, 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 we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, but let's start 50s and 60s. 50s and 60s. 50s and 60s. Uh, by now, you're probably watching your kids go off to college, or you're, you're, you're pretty much preparing for that. And you are actually looking for retirement within the next, I would hope, the next five years. But on average, studies are showing within the next 10 to 15 years, if you're in your 50s, 60s, within the next five years. Right now, if you're in your 50s and 60s, you should be looking at anywhere between a half a million to you know, a million plus inside of your investment for portfolio. This is if you was, if you was maxing out your 401ks on your jobs. This is if you were actually uh, maxing out your your IRAs, your traditional IRA or your Roth IRA, um, if you were maxing out your fully funded HSAs um, and you should have a fully funded savings. And hopefully by the time you're in your 60s, you've paid off your mortgage. Um, right now, it's about, hey, you should be seeing the fruit of your labor from your 20s and your 30s. But I want to make sure that I'm being careful and make sure I'm being sensitive here. Are you, are you, if you are just now be becoming a part of this family and you're just now saying, you know what, Anthony, I actually like your message. I actually want to become debt-free, but I'm 50. Is it too late for me to really enjoy my life financially? Absolutely not. Will you have to work a little bit harder? Absolutely. Will you have to invest a little bit more? Absolutely. But is it late? Absolutely not. It's not late. And you can do it. And you will do it. They say that when you hit your 60s, you should have at least, I want to write this down. I want you to see this. So when you're in your 60s, you should have the main thing 10 to 12 times of your salary saved and invested. And you should be pulling only the interest from the saved and invested portfolio. You know, I was, um, <clears throat> I was sitting down with the, with the, I call them young people because I don't like calling them an old. I was sitting down with a young person and with this young individual and uh, he was 68. 
six to eight years old. And his father was very, very strong on no debt. His father was very, very strong on making sure that he thinks about the future. And his father told him, like, every time you get a check, give to God, give to yourself, give to your future self, then pay your bills. I was like, future self? Wait, wait yourself and the future self? He said, yeah. Give something to you now. Enjoy it. But give something to your future self that you can't enjoy today, but your future self can enjoy. I was like, that is so good. He was, he was like, don't just think about today, but think about tomorrow. Don't think about just enjoying life today, but think about enjoying life tomorrow. And so for every year, every time he got paid, he would solely put money into the savings, solely put money into an investment portfolio, and he retired with $3.2-something million dollars. $3.2-something million. He said, on average, he said he only pulls the interest from that. And he said, Anthony, on average, I'll see about $260,000 a year just from the interest of that $3.something million. He said, I sit down with my financial advisor, and it automatically just pays me out. And, and I don't pull from the principal. He said, when I retired, I already had paid off my mortgage. I'm living in the same home. He said, when I retired, I did pull a little bit out of my retirement account because I bought a brand new car. He said, I've always wanted a brand new car. But he said, but I love my home. We did a couple of upgrades. He said, he said I think they pulled out close to like $300,000 liquid, um, upgraded their home, uh, made it a little bit more modern. They bought a brand new car, uh, paid uh, for his daughter to um, do something. I think it was around schooling or something like that. I can't remember. I don't want to lie. And uh, he said, man, so we have about right about three three and some change, uh, $3 million in there. And he said, man, we just live off of the compound interest. And then they created a trust um, and a will. Um, and inside of that that living trust, um, he's giving that money to his kids. And he was like, and the kids will not be able to access all of it, uh, but they will be able to access some of it as they get older, as they hit different stages in their life. And to me, it's like, wow. He's making a quarter million dollars at home doing nothing. He's making a quarter million dollars at home in his 60s, going into his 70s, because when he was in his 20s, when he was in his 30s, he was enjoying to he was enjoying then and he was setting himself up to enjoy tomorrow. He can enjoy grandchildren. He can, if his wife wake up and said, babe, I want to drive over to, to the park or I want to go and just go to the Bahamas for a weekend. They are in a place and in a position to where they can do that. Wouldn't you enjoy life to where you can sit back and say, babe, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? My team and I are going to Israel here in a uh, few weeks. And I was just telling them, I was like, wow, man. The fact that the company, my company, the Neatness Network, can pay for my staff and uh, their spouses to go to Israel um, to just learn more about Jesus. And we're going there to tour around because next year, in the year of 2023, we're going to take 100 of our family members, you, more information to come soon, uh, to Israel. And while we're at Israel, 
We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships while also talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to travel 20 miles across uh, the world, not 20 miles, 20 hours across the world so we can go turn our Bible into 3D. And and as we're there and while we're there, we're going to learn about stewarding. We're going to learn more about what does the Bible mean about stewarding? How do we get out of debt? How do we build wealth? How do we have healthy relationships? How do we, if you're married, I'm bringing in uh, my pastor and his wife. And they're going to be talking about, yo, here's what God talked about having amazing intimacy, amazing sex um, in uh, the Bible. And you know what, y'all? This is where it was written. This is where God walked. The sea, this is where God split the sea. This, this is the boat. This is where God got baptized. It's going to be amazing. But the fact that we are in a position to we, where we can financially do that as a company, to where we can make a financial impact like that, to where we can take people like you, it's just, it just blows my mind. But it couldn't happen if I only thought about yesterday, but I didn't think about today. And I want you to be in the same position as me. What are you doing with your money? Where are you going with your money? What are the things that you want to do in the future? Where? Wouldn't you love to be 60 years old and tell your wife or tell your spouse, babe, let's go to Africa? Wouldn't it be amazing to wake up on a, on a Thursday and say, babe, tomorrow, let's go to Paris. And don't have to worry about bills or calling off on a job or finding a bed. It's like, no, let's go. What if you're 30-something? What if you're in your 40s right now and you're homeschooling your kids and you say, no, you know, kids, we're going to take a field trip to Dubai. And while we're in Dubai, we're going to learn about a lot of different things and you still get your education. Isn't that amazing? But we can't get there if we don't think about it. So if you're watching this and if you're in your 20s and if you're in your 30s and if you're in your 40s or you're in your 50s and plus, um, I want you to comment below. Let me know. Just put 20s, put 30s. Let me know what season that you're in. I want to know uh, what season that you're in um, and and, and are you at where you you should be based upon my math and my numbers that I put on on today's screen. If you are um, behind, I'm going to link uh, the video that I did about how to get out of debt, debt payoff one-on-one. And if you're behind, I want you to go watch that video. I want to make sure that you take advantage of this video and follow the steps that I put inside that video. We're going to get there together. I promise you. I want to thank today's sponsors, uh, Bethel Tech and Churchill, for always partnering with me, man. I love them. and They've been with me for a year now. And because of them, I'm able to produce this kind of content, the quality and the excellence because of their partnership. So thank you, Bethel. Thank you. Churchill for partnering with us. And listen, as we close out, wherever you are in the stage of your life, I want you to know now is the time to be saving for your financial future. I want you to start ASAP. And the key ingredient to that is living below your means. And the next key ingredient to that is making your shovel deeper. And if you're really ready to make an extra six figures and if there's something on the inside of you and you're ready to start your own business or ready to build your own brand, I want you to join me at my course, The Cart Closes Tomorrow. You can go to anthonyneal.com or go click the link in today's show notes to get all the information about how you can sign up for this course. It's $497. $497 will change your life 
And I'm going to show you how we've been able to generate six figures a month within my business. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Make six figures extra a year on the side. Go to anthonyneal.com. Save and invest as much as you can, you guys. These are my recommendations for you to change your life. I want to leave you with today's scripture. Proverbs 21, verse 20. It says, the wise store up choice food in olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Repeat after me for today's affirmation. My good money habits today will give me a better life tomorrow. So one more time. My good money habits today will give me a better life tomorrow. Repeat it five times. See you in the next video.